there is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. That's right. He gave him jaws. Still my favorite movie trailer of all time. Of all time. And then I think after that might be The Exorcist. And they both have in common Percy Rodriguez, the narrator. Amazing voice. One of the best in the biz ever. This is Will. This is Sci-Fi Guy. Welcome to a special beachy, summery, funny, and Memorial Day weekend podcast. A Sci-Fi Guy shark special here with Jaws. So many movies um, come in the summer, the beachy, the water. (laughs) So many movies, right? Jaws, I think, has to be, for me, still number one in terms of a summer movie. Number one in terms of a lot of, you know, things. But certainly Jaws is sort of my number one beach or summer movie. And I saw it as a kid. I was all of, uh, you know, six years old, uh, five, six years old. One of those things where I just, I can't ever forget it. It was just so shocking. Um, you know, it was amazing. It still is. I mean, especially as a child to see <laughs> this, this epic, this, um, which really kind of started in many ways, the summer blockbuster, certainly, you know, one of the very first and started that trend of having the big, uh, the big movies, um, come into the summer. And actually it was, I guess originally it wasn't supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be a Christmas movie. I'm going to get to some trivia later. But I think it was supposed to be a holiday Christmas film, but it became a summer movie and one of the best and one of the biggest. So, but here we are talking about Jaws and we're talking about New Jersey, my hometown birthplace and state in New Jersey. And um, I don't know if you guys know, but Jaws, the novel, the author, Peter Benchley, wrote Jaws inspired by a real shark attack. In New Jersey in 1916. And it's, you know, he was also influenced by a a Long Island attack, Long Island shark, you know, New York, Long Island. But a lot or a good chunk of the Jaws that we know today in the story was from real life New Jersey attacks. So let's get to some of the official, let's get some official wikis here. I love the wikis. Film producers Richard D. Zanuck and David Brown read the novel before its publication. And that's interesting to, to stop and, you know, this is, I don't know how common this is a practice today, but back in the day and, you know, a lot of classic Hollywood stuff, you know, film producers would get, so they call them the galleys in publishing. So they get the, uh, you know, the manuscript, which is just about finished and, you know, not published yet. And, you know, this, I guess the film studios and executives say, um, or rather the publishing said, would you like to buy the movie rights? And they snapped them right up and they selected Steven C. Spielberg to direct the film. 
It was released in June of 1975. It omitted uh, practically all the novel's uh, subplots. So all the people stuff and just went more for the shark, mainly focusing on the shark and the three protagonists. Jaws became the highest grossing movie in history up to that time, becoming a watershed film in motion picture history and the first, right, the first of the summer blockbuster film. So it is credited as the first. Three sequels followed the film, which were met with mixed to negative responses. And I'll say that two is awesome. I mean, I love two. I think it's, in terms of a follow-up, almost sort of like a Bride of Frankenstein or a Halloween 2, where it sort of, you know, begins shortly thereafter, you know, very close to the, the original, has all of most of the main cast back. And it, it's it's wonderful. You know, I love Draws 2. It's good to do a little marathon, put them together in one, one big shark uh, shark bite, shark attack. But here's the Jersey, the Joyzy angle. Benchley, Peter Benchley, the author, was partly inspired by the Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore shark attacks of 1916, where there were four recorded fatalities and one critical injury from shark attacks from July 1st through July 12th in 1916. Now, what did Benchley do? What, how did he actually incorporate? Well, the the Jersey Shore attack is very similar to the story in Benchley's book with a vacation beach town on the Atlantic coast being haunted by a killer shark and people eventually uh, being commissioned to hunt down and kill the shark or sharks. There is another similarity in the 1916 incident and the book where kids are attacked in a body of water other than the ocean. In the 1916 incident, a child and an adult who attempted to save him were attacked and killed in Matawan Creek a freshwater creek, and in the film adaptation, Mike Brody is nearly killed in the pond, which in reality is a small inland cove that connects to the open ocean through a small tributary. So, you know, it's really, there's a great documentary. Um, I can't re- recall the name. It might, I think it's called maybe Real Jaws or something about, you know, akin to that. And it's all about the real New Jersey shark attack. It might have been produced by Discovery, like for their Shark Week, I think. And it was excellent. It's really, I think it's about two hours. And if you want to know really more about the full uh, real story, that is the place to go. So New Jersey inspired it. And these were shark attacks that killed four in 1916. So let's get to a bit of trivia. Um, You know, again, this is... The first big summer summer blockbuster credited, and it's still really associated, you know, as the the summer blockbuster to beat or to try to you know compete in in terms of um, well, in terms of blockbuster in general, in terms of uh, water and shark, you know, movies. That's another thing. Like like Deep Blue Sea is a great one, of course. Uh, you know, you have several. Even even Orca, it's a killer whale, of course, but in terms of then you have the shallows there's a great new modern one but jaws of course it's really it's almost impossible to beat so here's a little trivia uh this is a i think a common one most people know that no one wrote the movie's uh most famous line no one wrote that who who wrote it created it was roy scheider the actor you're going to need a bigger boat and that was of course said by roy scheider and it was improvised the day of the shooting i don't know if it's improvised the scene Meaning, you know, did he go to Spielberg, I'm not sure, and said, you know, I'd rather say this, or did he just say it in the scene? You know, that's something I, I'm not sure of, but he's, he definitely made it up and improvised it that day. 
And this comes from the AARP.org Movies for Grown-Ups, uh, 20, thing, 20 Things You Didn't Know About Jaws. Okay, it was not supposed to come up. Uh, yeah, come out in summer. It was supposed to be a Christmas movie. Originally planned for a 1974 Christmas release. And then they had delays, a lot of shooting delays because of, of course, the shark, mechanical shark. You know, way before CGI and the digital, they had to use a robotic shark. Okay, the iconic poster wasn't created for the film. The image of a girl swimming across the top of the water while a massive great white surges toward her uh, was actually purloined from an illustration by artist Roger Castle for the novel's paperback edition. So they kind of rejiggered and retweaked and tweaked that. And of course, uh, Robert Shaw, Roy Roy Scheider, and Richard Dreyfuss, the trio, the sharky trio. Okay, the shark is surprisingly camera shy. The, The story's nemesis, a great white shark that attacks and terrorizes the fictional community of Amity, doesn't appear on screen until one hour and 21 minutes into the two hour movie. So we only get hints of it, people getting attacked, but never see it. The shark was named Bruce. Most Jaws fans already know that the three different versions of the 1.2 ton mechanically powered predator created for the film were all nicknamed Bruce in honor of Spielberg's lawyer, Bruce Raymer. Um, So, you know, that was a nice little uh, tribute to his lawyer. It says um, the crew was known to call the foe uh, Caradon, the... uh, Caracarias, the Latin uh, for, I guess, that type of shark for a great white. It says, in the huge and breakdown prone rig that made it work was that son of a bitchin' bastard rig. Because the crew were uh, flustered and frustrated about it. Um, this is really interesting. I never heard of it. George Lucas got his head stuck in Bruce's mouth. Before filming on Martha Stewart, Mar- excuse me, Martha Stewart. <laughs> Martha Stewart and Martha's, Vi- Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> Apologies, Martha. Martha. Uh, before filming began on Martha's Vineyard, uh, Spielberg invited industry friends, including Martin Scorsese and George Lucas, to check out the mechanical shark. When Lucas playfully stuck his head in the shark's mouth, Milius and Spielberg grabbed the controls and clamped it shut. And it stuck, trapping the rising star director. After prying Lucas loose, the guy snuck out of the workshop, afraid they'd broken the contraption. Whoa. That's that's so great. A real shark shown in the movie was caught and hung up on the dock, came all the way from Florida. So I guess they couldn't get anything locally. So it turns out the closest area where sharks big enough to pass might be catchable was all the way down in Florida. That is cool. Um, this is really... Actor Robert Shaw was shot when he got to Marcus Vineyard, or, well, he was shot at. And it said he, him and his wife were renting a house. Um, it says of their rental house, a few rifle bullets um, were shot through the front door. The bullets weren't meant for him, but the local the local thought the place was empty, and I guess he was just kind of shooting and, you know, joy, joy shooting. The rifleman was later fined and released. Uh, Benchley is in the film. He worked as a reporter for the Washington Post before writing the novel. That would become a massive bestseller. And the very summer Spielberg was filming the movie version, Benchley brought work history to his cameo as a TV reporter in the film's pivotal 4th of July weekend beach panic scene. Peter Benchley bonded with Spielberg and the company company over booze and cards. While the author and the budding auteur had a little static at first over some comments Spielberg had made about Benchley's original screenplay for the film. 
The two quickly made up once they met and enjoyed cocktails and rounds of poker at the beach house the director was renting during the project. So that was nice. They uh, kissed and made up with poker and booze. Um, Steven Spielberg appears two times in the movie. No, Hitchcock, was fam- who famously appears in There He Is cameos, the young director shows up in the fi- shows up and goes into arcane and only audible places. One, his voice crackles over the radio of Quint's boat, the Orca. Uh, and then two, for a scene including a local band marching through town, uh, famed composer John Williams was afraid to ask his professional orchestra to sound, well, amateur. So Spielberg had already professed his love of playing clarinet in his high school band to Williams, and that was just the amateur touch the soundtrack needed. He picked up the clarinet again, played a Sousa march, with Williams' orchestra and several severally perfectly flawed bars made it into the final cut. Um, a lot went into the making that f- making the first shark attack terrifying. The actress in the beginning, that famous scene, Spielberg rigged underwater cables to literally drag actor Susan Brack Brackline turbulently through the water, and she was she never knew when it was you know the cables were going to start sort of dragging her down. So when she looks shocked, she pretty much is. Um, let's see. And finally, um, this is really interesting. Spielberg had nightmares later. It says, while a generation of beachgoers emerged from the blockbuster film forever creeped out about swimming in ocean deeps, the director himself had nightmares for months after shooting Wrapped. His dreams, though, weren't of shark attacks, but of still being in charge of the shoot. He'd awakened thinking he was still on Martha's Vineyard, riddled with anxiety and panic. So that was, you know, obviously there was a big budget. It was his first big movie. But as we know, he did fine. So there you have it. You've got Jaws, Jersey Jaws, being inspired by real New Jersey attacks. And I really recommend, I think it's called The Real Jaws, or The Real Story. And I think uh, Discovery or Shark Week uh, produced this documentary. It's awesome. I highly recommend And I appreciate, we all appreciate here that you are listening and that you're subscribing. If not, you can subscribe free. Or the paid people, you get some exclusives. You get things that the freebies don't don't get. And that's a $4.99. And we want to thank you again, of course, for listening. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, a great summer. And we'll see you soon.